The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else that may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show. Here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. And uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. And also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page and you'll see we're streaming live right there. Just blow that up on whatever device you've got it on. Click on the uh, icon of the platform, this particular platform. We're streaming on a number of platforms. We're on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. Uh, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, Twitch at Setting Rush Fires. We're also on Roku at uh, Cutting Edge Tel- uh, TV, and then, of course, on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you ever miss us <clears throat> somewhere on your favorite platform, whatever that is, most is coming through Facebook, even though 
I'm wondering how we even get the little bit of people that we get. Uh, you can do that. We're also on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live. In fact, I meant to drop that link in there and uh, send you guys over there as far as our Rumble channel because, well, the quality, in my opinion, is a lot better than on Facebook. Uh, but I still think DLive has some of the best quality out there between the platforms that we're doing. Anyway, <clears throat> you can uh, do that. And uh, then right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. Click on that. You can watch it up to 3 p.m. Eastern today, and then he'll be live for two hours. So you got Saturday. You got him for two hours. And uh, be sure to check that out, Bradley's show, on at 3, at 3 p.m. Eastern. Right above that is where you can sign up for email newsletter. We don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. One email a day, including the morning show archive. So be sure to sign up for that, and you get it later in the evening. Um, so be looking forward around, I don't know, between... 7.45 and 9 o'clock, something like that. Some some of you will get it a little earlier. It, it kind of separates it out and does a percentage at first, see what's popular, and then it sends the rest out according to whichever one's most popular. If you'd like to help us in what we're doing, we never ask you for money. We tell you our needs, and we do have them. There's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com for a one-time donation. You can partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty, which is our monthly partners. And again, um, you get some goodies with that. You get some discounts in the store and stuff like that when you become a monthly partner. And then also the store is available. Tonight's the last night that you are able to pick up Bradley's book, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do. And it's normally $11. You use the promo code ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, by midnight tonight, and you'll get 20% off. So if you've been wanting to read Bradley's book, want to been picked that up, Now's the time to do it, and uh, you get 20% off with that. Now, with that said, our own Kate Shimarani has uh, taken us around England uh, some, and I think she's going to plan on doing that some more. But uh, today we're going to talk about something that's, well, we're going to talk about a health issue of cystic fibrosis, okay? And then we're going to talk about this guy named Guy Fox. Remember, remember the 5th of November The gunpowder treason and plot. I see no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten. And some of you may be familiar with a film called V for Vendetta. Uh, It's loosely based on that. And, um, of course, we're told that uh, he's the villain. And I guess we're going to have to question some of that history that we've been given since, uh, you know, it's the victors who always write that history. And so with that said, I want to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty as always, on Saturday, <laughs> our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani. Good morning, Kate. Hi, good morning. I've just washed my hair for you. <laughs> She's still getting ready. Saturday, it's turned into my Saturday morning thing is need to wash my hair because um, it's on camera. Um, so I'm all red. I was blasting with the hairdryer. Um, yeah, good morning. And, you know, I, um, I was brought up. Uh, I am an English woman. Um, and I was brought up um, in North Midlands where we used to have a traditional bonfire and you would do this thing where you, you made a Guy Fawkes. And I was brought up in state housing till I was 10. And we, we would take this Guy Fawkes in a, like a little pull-along cart and we would uh, say penny for the guy and we would get money um, for this Guy Fawkes. And there was terrible things happened in those times, you know, kids dressing up and getting chucked on a bonfire by mistake or being on the bonfire. Uh, that actually happened. But um, penny for the guy, so you would do this. And then 
we still have that traditionally, but it's more monitored now. You can't have a, a bonfire in your backyard technically because of safety. And then they let off all these fireworks. Um, we have these great big fireworks displays. Um, last year, I think lockdown, they didn't, they didn't do the fireworks at New Year. And then where I live, um, up and down all of Sussex, they have the Bonfire Society and they go through and they do this procession through the towns. And I've been to one in Battle, near Battle Abbey, you know, the Battle of 1066. And they're all dressed up and they have drums and they dress in these old costumes and they parade through the town. Um, and they throw like little, little bangers into the crowd. Um, but that's what I was taught that Guy Fawkes was this bad man who wanted to blow up the houses of parliament. Let me tell you after, um, I, and, and you know, I've not watched V for Vendetta. So I kind of haven't had my brain seared by um, being prejudiced. I have had years, 12 years of looking into real history and, you know, illegal wars, banking, pharma and everything else. And the more I read over the last couple of days, the more I, I've watched um, and I've watched all these terribly posh documentaries um, by historians in the UK who tell us, you know, about these dreadful people. And um, the, But the more I've watched, it's quite interesting because what sprung to mind was yet another false flag. And we all know what a false flag is, and that's my opinion. And it was very good timing that we talked about this because I'd just been to uh, Tyburn. Can you see that? They died at Tyburn. Yep. So, so uh, you know, uh, really, um, I can continue and give you a couple of minutes history because it is the foundation to what's happened. So Henry VIII was married to Catherine of Aragon, and he was given the highest accolade to the Catholic Church, which was the defender of the faith. And it actually says FD still on her coins with the Queen's head, although she shouldn't have that. She shouldn't have much, actually. Um, and then... Um, he wanted to divorce Catherine of Aragon and marry the very beguiling Anne Boleyn. And so he couldn't. So he came away from the Catholic Church, set up his own church, the Church of England, made himself the head of the Church of England. And then they went and collected lots of money from all the um, convents and many priests and nuns died and uh, collected collected the money from the Catholic churches, and they made it that anyone who didn't recognise his marriage to Anne Boleyn or practised the Catholic faith um, would be would be executed. And of course, this is what happened at Tyburn. And between um, the the time uh, on outside Tyburn, between fifteen oh nine and fifteen forty seven, the year is fifteen fifty three. Oh, sorry, 1533. And this is when Henry VIII did this. And many of these priests died horrific deaths at Tyburn. And Tyburn in those days was a village. And they then erected, because there'd been lots of executions there, they made a more permanent execution site with this triangle. Um, and they called it the three-legged mare. And many people could be hung there. And um, they were tried at the Old Bailey. And then they were, it's quite barbaric. That's us Brits. Uh, they were tried at the Old Bailey. And then on the day of execution, it would be a national holiday. And everyone would be off and they could all go and watch the execution. And from the prison to the place where they were going to be hung was, was, would generally take one hour. 
But because on the day of it being a holiday and people would be off work, they'd have their picnics, they'd have their market stalls set up, they'd have their children. It would take up to three hours and they would have to go there in the cart, sitting on their coffin with their executioner with them and often the priest. And the other thing, they would be allowed if they wanted to stop at all the public houses, the pubs, and have some beer en route. So often by the time they got to the hanging where they were hung, they were drunk. And this would be for political prisoners, a last place where they could state their political views or they could ask for forgiveness and repent and state that, you know, admit their guilt. And this would all happen. And then it wasn't a drop gallows. You were on the back of a cart and the cart would be pulled away slowly at that time. So it would take up to 20 minutes for you to strangle. Now, if you if you died crying or like a coward, the crowd would jeer you. But if you gave them a good hanging, uh, the crowd would cheer you. Um, so that was the start of it. And then it went on. And these were the people who were responsible. And it wasn't really just Guy Fawkes. Um, I think he was the patsy, ultimately. Um, that's my opinion. He was your, you know, patsy like in the Kennedy thing. And, and, I, and I have to say, without being um, offensive to anyone here, um, even the Boston bombings sprang to mind when I read about Guy Fawkes. That all sprang to mind as well. So what it looks like there was was a plot to further uh, this. This it became um, you were persecution to be Catholic, and if you practiced your uh, Catholicism, you would be fined huge amounts of money or imprisoned. And then um, when Queen Elizabeth came to power, she didn't favour all that bloodthirst. She just made it that everybody had to uh, change their religion to the Protestant religion. You had to. It was mandatory. And they even used a word which, when translated, is refuseniks for those who didn't. And they're using that same word now for the anti-vaxxers. They're calling us refuseniks. Um, So they, um, you were you know, it was it was a bad thing to be Catholic and they weren't allowed to practice it. And many houses had um, hidey holes in their houses for Catholic priests. And if they were caught, uh, many of them, of course, gave up the priests. So this is this is the deaths. And many of them were taken down when they were still alive and hung, drawn and quartered. Um, and one of them had their hearts ripped out. It's a very interesting book because some of these men were very young. Um, so this, well, Kate, this book's Kate, let by me, the Tyburn nuns. Let, yeah. me, let me interject here just a second. Um, you know, we, we've seen that. Not only with there, – there have, been, uh, there have been Roman Catholics who've been martyred for just what they believe. There's no question about that. Uh, we've seen it with Protestants too. So the, the Scottish Covenanters are some that, man, you read some of their stories, you fall in love with these people. You really do. Uh, because of their faith in God and the fact that they were willing to to many of them to would die eat, for it. To, many of them, when they got married, the, their part of their wedding vows as the as the as the preacher is marrying them, he was he was warning this marriage will not be here long because of the oppression of the Roman Catholic Church on the Protestants there in in in, uh, in Scotland. And for many of them, there was one gentleman. Uh, he was shot in the head by the dragoons as they came in his house with his wife and his children around and his wife bent i remember the story so clearly his wife bent down to pick his brains up in her handkerchief and stood up and said my husband is more of a man than any of you will ever be 
And I mean, just some of the and the stories of the drawing and quartering, the hanging first and then doing that is just incredible. And yet these men went to their deaths uh, praising God, re- singing the Psalms. I mean, it's just it's an incredible thing. And we've lost a lot of that kind of history and understanding what came before us. So I'm glad that you're bringing this up coming out of um, the place there. And you mentioned Rome. One part of another version of this um, sort of fifth of November thing I was just going to bring up because you mentioned that was a pe- and you were saying you gave a penny for it. It says a penny loaf to feed the Pope, a farthing of cheese to choke him, a pint of beer to rinse it down, a faggot of sticks to burn him, burn him in a tub of tar, burn him like a blazing star, burn his body from his head. Then we'll say, "Old oh, Pope is dead." Just wanted to throw yeah. that in there in the midst of what you what you've got going on. Yeah, and you know they used to burn people. I think it was yes. when um, Mary came to power. She used to, and, and of course you'd burn much quicker in a hot climate. But you put you in a damp climate in the UK, and it take quite a while to burn you. And one of the guys, I can't remember his name now. I'd have to have written it all down. He was smoldering his bottom half for a couple of hours before the rest of him went up. I mean, it, it is quite horrific. Um, but but what actually happened was these were all these that were the plot to blow up Parliament were Catholic, and even the servant got dragged in. But what happened was it was facilitated when all their gunpowder got wet. Suddenly, a room came available for them to be dry, and and then somebody got told in Parliament, and and then the the plot was uncovered, and it happened to be Guy Fawkes who was sitting in there with his spurs on, with all the gunpowder, ready to be, ready to look like he was ready to escape. And he happened to have a box of matches in his pocket. So you can, I, I think he just looks like a typical patsy. And he was, he, can you hear me, Tim, incidentally? Yeah, Hello? yeah, no, I, yeah, I can okay. hear you. And I think you're right. I think, it, I think he was a patsy. Yeah, and then, you know, when you look at um, the torture he was tortured. He was put on a rack where they stretch you. Actually, I'd like a good stretching in the morning. I quite like that. Uh, but anyway, they stretched <laughs> you and popped your arms out the sockets and your legs. And they did a terrible torture on him. Uh, and then he apparently, allegedly, gave up the others. And they uh, were, were visited then up towards Worcester. And they were all in this house. And one was this poor unwitting servant who... Uh, uh, several of them died at the scene. The rest of them were to go and stand trial where they were hung, drawn and quartered. But what the people were told, which I found very interesting, was that these bad people were these bad and they were Catholics because they wanted to blow up all of the monarchy and the houses of parliament and everybody take out the whole cabinet, take out the king. And then that would be the end of this Protestant and then, you know, the Catholicism would come back in. And so it was, to, it was to make them look really bad and the whole Catholic Church again to look bad. And it worked because what the people were told, the baying mob um, who loved a good hanging. And, and I have seen a document at Tyburn from that time that's in one of the glass cabinets. It's like a flyer. It's a flyer that would go round advertising the next execution and who the starring one was, you know, who got the headliner, who was to be there along with several others. And so um, they were um, they were told, the crowd was, that these bad people were going to blow up the entire island 
of England in the UK, which is simply not true, simply not possible. But these people believed this and jeered. And one of the men was very gallant and he actually stood by and said all the way along he was proud of what he'd done and he jumped off. But they quickly got jumped off the gallows and broke his neck, but they quickly got him down and, you know, hung drawn and quartered him. And, and this was done to show everyone else this is what happens to you. Well, I'm going to say this as an English woman. What I've seen since March of last year and what I know to be true that I found out over the past 12 14 years, um, is nothing is as it seems, nothing. And politics is indeed Hollywood for ugly people, ugly inside and out. And we are governed, government, um, like a pantomime by gangsters uh, who are just really playing their roles, their parts. And most of these things that we see just are not true. They're just not true. It's all a lie. Even like Winston Churchill. You know, I, I don't believe for a minute he happened to escape from being imprisoned and the only house he happened to knock on in Africa happened to be an Englishman and then comes back and gets into Parliament. It's like creating these characters to, to write history. And so they, you know, every, every uh, year we're told to remember this plot and Guy Fawkes, who wasn't really the one, the brains behind it, he was just the stalk, the fall guy, and um, he was the one who, you know, was was put in prison and everything, and, and and that's what we see now. We're seeing it all the time with the governments. We're seeing it with the governments all over the world. When when you're reading a story over here, they're shafting you over here, and we've that's seen right. we've seen Neil Ferguson who during lockdown went off and had a clandestine um, bit of fun with his married. Um, girlfriend so he was fired uh, then we've seen matt hancock uh, we've seen him gone but because uh, he had the clincher in the elevator and anyone who believes that's real is off their rocker i mean it it, it looked completely staged and um and and nothing's changed we've just got more people in that are just as bad everything's going to plan to the agenda it's all the same and look at australia we saw that brunette woman. Um, she's she's suddenly uh, resigned, and now we see that um, their prime minister is under investigation, and he's yep. been fined for a mask. But these these people are you, you can't even believe that he would stand on camera in Australia and say, "When you're out having your beer and having your glass of wine or your cocktail, you're not allowed to take your mask off." What are you supposed to do then? Drink it through the fibres. What about drinking it through your ear holes? You know, we know that that's ridiculous, but why is it being said? Because it's pantomime. It's pantomime to get all of us who keep, and this whole thing as well of walking through the streets, chanting, you know, no disrespect for people that are going on marches. I've, I've been there. Freedom, freedom. We don't have to chant for freedom. We have authority on this earth. We, That's um, right. Come on. Once you see, yeah, once you see that the church is within us, we're supposed to use our sword, our word of God, our scripture. That's right. We get out. The church is within us. The advancing army is always the victor. All of our other, you know, all of our other um, full armor of God is for defense. So 
so all of this waiting, 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 um, you know, what I am learning more and more and more is the devil takes, takes what the Lord has done and he mocks it. He just mocks it all the time. We hold all the power. We are free. And when you see that there's nothing to fear and, and you know what, the one thing I will say, what mother general, and she is incredible from Tyburn as is mother Mary Joseph. They're amazing. Mother General said to me, when you try to save your life, you take your life. That's right. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said that. He said, if you try to, yeah, the one who wants to save his life will lose it. But the one who loses it for my sake will find it. So that's exactly right. This is the injection. The injection. (laughs) You're heading off out, all of you, trying to save your lives. You're misguided. It's all misguided. All of this politics and this rubbish with Trump and Biden, I don't believe a minute of it or any of it. That's right. That's right. They're showing you. They're showing you. They're even saying, look at this. We've got a dementia ridden buffoon in and you're all accepting it. Uh, And let's get you going a bit more. Get you going a bit more because then we're going to bring your great savior back. That's an even bigger deception. That's right. The more I see, the more I see, they all use the same script over and over again. It doesn't matter whether it's Guy Fawkes. That's right. Because it's Satan. That's right. I was going to say. He uses the same script. Kate, that's what I was. Different time. That's what I was going to say. They're using the same script because they got the same daddy. And when you were talking about what they were doing with Fox and and some of the other guys, you know, I was thinking in England, William Tyndale and how they burned William Tyndale. And his last words were, Lord, open the king of England's eyes. And you know what? Make him within a a year. That was the case. And so, you know, I praise God for that. Uh, You know, I hate that he had to die a martyr's death. But the Bible teaches us about, you know, there's a, a crown of righteousness that's laid up for people who do that. But uh, but I think about those things, and I think about the way they get the crowds going. About It reminds me of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, how they the same crowd that just days before had welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem and saying, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna. And they're laying down palm branches, and they're laying down their clothes for the for the cult to come through with uh with Jesus on the back of it and then just days later these religious leaders these attorneys get the people all worked up to cry crucify him crucify him his blood be upon our heads uh, so it's you're exactly right that when you're talking I'm hearing all of this stuff that's very reminiscent of exactly what they did to the Lord Jesus Christ yeah and you know for me it's a great honor I'm invited to Tyburn. So I stood at the very place, Tyburn, where they used to hang them. And they hung, they hung these uh, uh, martyrs with, with murderers and it, it, they hung them with everybody. But the fact that men, women and children would go and watch, go and watch. And they'd be selling their wares at the stores on the way and having a picnic and baying for blood. And... I stood on that that spot where it was. Now, t- I'd been looking for it, and two ladies went by, and I said, excuse me, ladies, can you tell me where the plaque is for Tyburn? And they didn't know where it was. And I said, oh, do you live in London? Oh, yes, we've lived here all our lives. <laughs> they didn't know this very historic place. When you entered London, because there's two Roman roads next to it, you would have seen it. It was a village initially. 
So I've gone to Tyburn and this is a closed order and they were given this, this place and I've gone, you know, into the chapel and I'm seeing all the relics of the martyrs. There's a piece of bone, there's fragment, there's cloth. And, and I'm sitting with the very head of this closed order of nuns from all around the world. She's originally from Australia. Her, her family heritage is Chinese and she talks about Hong Kong when Hong Kong went back to communism, when was, was handed back to China, sorry. And, and of course, I've been to Hong Kong. I've been to mainland. I've been to Kowloon. And, and so I'm seeing all this. And at the moment, I'm reading the Communist Manifesto, a little book, and both of these Karl Marx and, um, they, they, they were born in, in Prussia and then ended up in England. And I'm reading all of this and I'm thinking, yep, yep, communism's coming. It's all here. It's slowly being eased in. And I'm reading about the Masters of Tyburn and I'm looking at Guy Fawkes. And it, it, it's all the same script, like you say. But, you know, what, what did entertain me, as I've said at the beginning, was these terribly awfully posh historians who are telling us about the history and Guy Fawkes. What a dreadful fella. <laughs> and, they're, yeah, they're telling us, you know, it, and, and when we look at this, um, this, um, radicalization and and people that i can't remember the word they call it um and they um and and it must have been one of the videos i watched must have been uh round about um the early 90s because he then said and we and look at what's going on you know in the balkans and and i thought wait a minute wait a minute that was about oil the, the breaking apart of the balkans and what happened in former yugoslavia and and, and you know the whole winston churchill the oil and and they're telling this on the History Channel because it's YouTube, because you you know you only get on YouTube if you're a liar uh, or you're flogging something. And um, and this this is he's telling the history, and of course that's the history that I learned in my school, my Rockefeller schooling system, um, where let's break the Rockefellers funded the suffragette movement, and they got all the women at work so they could tax them, and they got all the kids into school so they could brainwash them, and. Um, I, I, so I go to Tyburn and I feel very privileged, very honored. And I sat at, and had dinner. They always make me very welcome. I have dinner with them. There's a wonderful priest there from Ohio. And th- this is very sacred ground. And I'm sitting listening. I actually had interviewed Mother Gemma. And I thought, you know, this is all interconnected. Um, and, and then, then of course I'm very somewhat, um, entertained that there is a big gathering planned and being advertised everywhere uh, of people heading to London on the 5th of November with their V for Vendetta masks on. Incidentally, apparently Guy Fawkes was actually a redhead. Yeah, while you're, um, while you're talking about that, I'm gonna, beer. Uh, while you're talking about that, I'm going to show just a little bit of, I'm going to keep it quiet, but you go ahead and talk about what's coming up on the 5th of November and, and what they're planning there because... It sounds like what we're going to see, this is the first time you're going to see a clip from V from Vendetta, but I'm not going to play any of the music or the audio. Go ahead and talk, and I'm going to play this about what's coming up there. Well, they're planning, um, there's been, whoever the organizers are, it's got now to do with me. (laughs) Uh, They um, are planning on descending Uh, on on London to Parliament Square, opposite the Parliament Building, Westminster, and they're going to give... And they're all wearing their V for Vendetta masks. And they're planning on 
giving London the best fireworks display of bonfire it's had in a while. Uh, I'm not sure what the, uh, you know, you know, it makes me laugh really because the police are creaming it in. They're all getting paid extra dosh. Yep. You know, they're, they're getting their overtime. And you've got all the TSG. That's the, um, the riot squad. And I love the riot squad because they bring the riots, which is quite funny. There's never a riot till they arrive. Um, and and I've seen like four foot something people. I thought, are they are they employing children now, or are they four foot riot police women? I don't know. Who knows anymore? The whole thing is ridiculous. So this is what they're planning to do: descend on London. And um, we are I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, I've told my daughter, who's in London, you know, to stay away from that particular thing because. Um, as a nurse, and I am trained and qualified, 36 years, um, I remember every year there would be some kids would throw fireworks, some kid would lose its eye. People do have done horrific things to animals. So fireworks in amongst a lot of people uh, without an organised display following safety procedures is never a good idea. Um, so I'm wondering um, exactly what's going to be going on. Uh, I wonder if they'll, they'll section off Parliament Square. I wonder if the people will take back Parliament Square. But they're saying blacks and whites unite. And um, uh, because they are trying to, they are trying to divide. Yep. They're trying to divide everybody. And, um, and this is what we see. And, you know, I, I will say this. I was down in Brighton. Um, outside the largest vaccine centre, it's not a vaccine, it's an injection, in the southeast, the inaugural opening day, and it was a bank holiday in Brighton. Someone had tipped the police off really nicely, so a lot of police were there waiting for me, which was great because I had one either side, like bridesmaids. And um, they cancelled all the appointments, uh, but they did keep it open for walk-ins. And I did three and a half hours on the microphone. Now, we then had all our big yellow signs. Several hundred people were there. And I, um, we then went into the shopping mall where I received a lifetime ban. But guess what? I'd been back. They didn't spot me. Um, I had my sunglasses on. And I had a baseball cap on. And I was with Lee. And you know what? I love it. I was like, yes, beat that. And I did some of my shopping. I love it when you get doing something. And I saw the um, weight challenged gentleman who was still weight challenged in the jewelers um, who'd ridiculed us as we walked out and I, I just smiled in his direction because he was so rude absolutely rude to to us you know for standing up for the children but um you know I found out later that someone in the crowd I had a conversation with them and I said well you must say hello because uh, I don't know who you are and and this this person said, oh, I was down at the injection centre with you. I said, oh, were you? She said, yeah, yeah, we had the smoke bombs ready. And I and she said, and we the doors were locked, so we couldn't put them in. So we let them off. Now I hung up the phone. I said, I've got to go. Bye. Because I thought that's really interesting. I'd technically been set up, but it backfired because they locked the doors. I didn't know this person. I didn't know anything about them. And they did let it off in the shopping mall, but it had nothing to do with me. And I had, thankfully, police officers with me so they could see it wasn't me. So do you see, you get infiltrators, infiltrators everywhere. And that's exactly what happened to the whole Guy Fawkes group of men. 
there was infiltrators that were paid. And that's what happens everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Every single group, that's what you saw in the, uh, do you remember, Tim, uh, Lavoie Fidicum about the Bundy, the yep. Bundy father and son? At the trial, there were, was it 80, 80 infiltrators yep. into those group meetings? Right. Yep. So, well, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just that. Let's, let's go back to government involvement in that. They also had, and this goes to the Facebook stuff that we're hearing now, you know, with this chick who's come out who's basically a plant, whether of her own doing or, you know, very naively, she's coming out calling for more censorship while Facebook was the one without a warrant handed over terabytes of raw data, uh, in, at least in the Oregon uh, trial, of anybody who liked anything about Bunny Ranch, wrote anything about it, posted a picture, a video, any of that stuff. One guy went to jail who wasn't even at Bundy Ranch. He just supported them. And he was one of Trump's veteran people up north, something setting up a, a political thing there. And all of that was going on. And so the government works hand in hand uh, with those who are pushing this stuff, like the the main the Mockingbird media and, and people like this. But I, I find it ironic in listening to the history that you – and we were talking about this uh, yesterday, I think it was – we were, we were talking about this history and what these these nuns had had told you about some of the history of Tyburn there, and such. And it's it's utterly amazing to me. Again, this repetition, the the same playbook is used to bring it all about, and it's ultimately to try to control the people. And again, we go back to places like where we draw application from from Revelation thirteen. The whole idea is it is to get people to line up behind. A man, usually a political figure, under a nationalistic kind of view of things, which is, I think, is not so good to tell you the truth. A nationalistic kind of view there, under a leader who is uh, controlled by none other than Satan himself, one of his demons, whatever the case may be, and it's to submit to their tyranny versus submit to the law of God. And it, again, the same playbook comes up over and over and over again. And uh, I'm glad you brought this history out. Is there something else you want to add? Because I do want to get to the cystic fibrosis stuff uh, as well. Yeah. But uh, but is there something else you want to add about this this history? Yeah, here? I do. I do. Because uh, it takes me to, um, you know, again, to Romans 13, love thy neighbor as thy love thyself. And, and then you can't do any of this and, and power's never good in one hands. But look, we're seeing all of this play out and I, I'm sitting back now. I, you know, I, I watch and I, and I'm really focusing on the health. I'm going to tell you a few things. I'm going to tell you something that just came to my attention last night as well. So you're hearing it for the first time. I'm going to give you some whistleblower info. But first, before I go on to that, let's just look at something else that's going on. Everybody's jumping around with the Veritas, the Veritas thing. Veritas has got another a reveal. Really? A Pfizer whistleblower sitting in a cafe, eating his Knickerbocker glory, spilling the beans in a public place on something that, you know, is so spectacular and people are falling for it. And then someone comes along with a microphone and look, we filmed you and You've said this about antibodies. Look, folks, antibodies, that whole thing is the whole lie. If you can catch a virus and you're immune to something with antibodies, antibodies are a sign of toxicity. Get that out of your head. I had to unlearn all the rubbish. And that's exactly this whole Veritas. I'm, I'm smiling along 
at all this bull that's coming out and that it's just another bit of the pantomime, another bit of the pantomime, another bit of the pantomime. And now we're seeing, I spoke to Jane, Jane Ruby, who's wonderful. We were on a thing with Trinidad and Tobago and we had a little private chat and we're going to get together. And I watched her video where she's, you know, she's showing, I think it was a South African guy. We talked about this. About yeah, it was a lady, Dr. Boffer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Celeste Salome told me well over a year ago, I think a year and a half ago, how this is exactly what they were injecting into the military anyway beforehand and spraying on people. Now, remember, when you're sprayed on or when you eat it, you have your innate immune system, which God, our creator, put in us to deal with all this. This is why you inject it in. You inject things in. Now, let me tell you, I have whistleblowers and one of the whistleblowers, she really lost her nerve, but I have another whistleblower who's a very senior nurse in pediatrics, very senior in a very big hospital. And she's been coming to me for over a year and a half and I've got to know her really well. She's definitely a nurse, a registered nurse. And she's watching this all unfold. She's a woman on the inside and she comes periodically and she tells me more and more bits. Now, first of all, one nurse told me this. And she, she's afraid now, a whole group of nurses in an area that I know, I know the agency, I know the hospitals, and they're being told, do not, do not prime the needle. Don't prime the needle and do not draw back. Once you, so what you do is you, you draw up your liquid from your vial, then you've got your syringe and it's meant to be in the hub and the needle. So you prime it. So it's right to the tip of the needle Then you wipe you wait for the alcohol to dry. You're going perpendicular into the muscle. You don't pinch, otherwise you're not going to be in the muscle. For me, it would be a green needle for a, a child, a blue needle, sorry, a thin person. It might be a, a blue needle for a child, a little child, it would be a yellow needle. So you go in and then you draw back and you wait because you don't want to be in a blood vessel. And it actually tells you in the literature, if you get it into the blood supply, you can get um, inflammation in the heart muscle. So these nurses are being told, do not prime the needle. Do not draw back. Yeah. And there was two and a half uh, injections, two and a half doses in one vial. And they're being told to get four doses out of each vial. And the doctors get paid for doing each injection. So ultimately, if you were to do an audit, you'd see that more people have been injected than vials used in some areas because they're all on the take. It's all about money. People are getting really rich here. Doctors are making loads of extra money. Pharmacists are making loads of extra money. Pharmacists are going and doing injection centers the weekend. One actually told me she paid off a credit card bill. This is blood money. Nurses that are going and doing extra money get 300 pounds for working at a vaccine center for the day. Blood money, your 30 pieces of silver. So this is what's happening. Now, the nurse yesterday told me this. She said, something's happening. All of the intensive care is beginning to fill up again. It's filling up. Yep. And they are putting people on ventilators that they wouldn't ordinarily do so. Didn't they learn their lesson the first time around with the ventilator stuff? Nope. And the nurses are actually saying, you know, we shouldn't be venting these people. It's not what we should be doing. It doesn't really call for that. And as soon as you vent someone... You know, you, you, you can decrease their outcome because they, you've got a portal straight into their lungs. They can get vent pneumonia. And I said to this nurse, and she said, they're really frightened about losing their jobs. Where will they go? And she said, they, they want someone. They, you know, to, where will they go? You know, when's this British Nursing Alliance? And I said to her, look, you need to start documenting with black ink in a diary, yep. date it, time it, sign it. 
what you're seeing, the member of staff's name, don't put the patient's name and you can trace this just by what you're describing. Every day, every day, take a screenshot of it, put the screenshots somewhere else, put them on a computer, put them on. And I said, and keep the book. And I said, these nurses are breaking their code. They're breaking their code of conduct. Their acts and omissions they're accountable for in a court of law. So they're seeing something and they're saying nothing. <laughs> it's not going to protect them. Wow. They're going to lose their jobs anyway. They're losing their jobs all yeah. over the world. Yeah. They're throwing them out the hospitals. This is coming here. They are dismantling the healthcare system. But um, Kate, let, you know, before, is, before you go on, let, let me let me. I want to play something for you. It's only about a minute. These are three young girls from. It looks like England because there is the English flag, yeah. the, the King, the George King George flag, like you sent me. It's flying in the background. I want you to listen. These young girls are wiser they're than a lot of adults. Off. And I don't know if you've seen it, but they're wiser yeah, than... Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, the, I, want the, I want the crowd to see this. Are there many of you your age that are against this? Yeah, there are. Yeah? Yeah, so what, at school, you're not alone? No, like, we're not. Would you say it's like the majority feel your way? Pretty much, yeah. I'd say everyone would agree with us, but because of the society saying, oh, you have to do it, mm. it's basically making them do it as it's taking their freedom away so like going on holiday they can't do that as they're saying you have to get the jab to go on holiday that's taking away freedom and rights so it's not fair on them in the past of history they've lied a lot and they haven't shown it on the news but if you look deep into the history you'll find out a lot more said on the actual media um and what i go by is people are basically getting injected buy something they know nothing about just to go back to normal because that's what they want but normal, okay. do, you, do you even like know what's inside the code of facts? no you don't do you know if it's going to help? no it's a, I find it a bit strange how you can just walk in to a centre anywhere and you can get the jab for free which nothing in this world is for free that actually helps so why, why Some pretty smart girls here. Mm. Ah, she's awesome. Do not let no one force you to do anything you don't want to. Yeah. And and she had and the last little girl has, has yeah. Don't don't do that. <laughs> but they're they're pretty smart compared to a lot of these adults yeah. who are pushing this stuff, aren't they? Yeah, they're smart. They're sassy, and you know what they're doing? They're targeting the schools and yep. these nurses are going into the schools and the head teachers are saying, oh, I'm staying neutral. Well, you know what? Those head teachers are legally accountable. And our barrister told us that. And uh, the parents, everyone's going into schools everywhere and handing these stupid, ignorant head teachers, handing them notices of liability. And I said to this nurse last night, and I'll say it again, when the children start dying, and the, the mothers and the fathers start right. wailing. There will be a gnawing and gnashing of teeth. That's right. And they will come for the perpetrators. And if a lot of kids start to die and all at once, the reason they're pushing this so quickly is history shows us that you can't keep the lid on this. It's like a bubbling pan. It's going to explode. Yep. People are not stupid. It doesn't matter if they've got letters after their name and these pompous degrees that mean nothing. There are just as educated people out there who, who've educated themselves. There are even people out there who cannot read and write, 
who have listened to the truth and know the truth and can speak the truth, they are not going to believe that this is a virus. They're going to know that the kids were all all right. So they gave them these injections. And you, you better, if you're part of that, if you're part of that band of merry men that actually inflicted the harm or, or facilitated it, well, then, then you get, you get what's coming either under the law, which is not me saying it's the Rome statute or, you know, I, I, or the people are going to through history. Why do people think that? Why do people think that it's any different today? You know what people think? They always think that their generation, their era is, is more scientifically advanced, more yep. civilized, yep. more loving, their more pride. nurturing than this, the, the ones that went before. Well, I'll tell you, you can go right back, right back to when people lived, lived with very little and they took care of their children. They took care of their elders. They loved one another. That's right. They kept their babies with them and they died fighting for them. The men went out and they died. They died fighting and they either came home the victor or they came home carried on their shields. They didn't take the women and the children. They died protecting them. And Charlie, my cameraman, Mm -hmm. told me that in Romania, when they were under communism and they would come to the villagers to steal the food, the army would, those villagers very quickly got organized, the men. They took spades and pitchforks and axes, and they protected the entire village. That's exactly what they do. So I don't know why people think, oh, it won't happen here. When you start killing kids, I've heard it. I've heard grown men say, you come for my kids and I'm going to die fighting. And mm. they would. Yep. They would. Well, and I, I agree with that. Well, we, we are to be that. The Bible says that, we're, one, first and foremost, is that uh, men are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And what did Christ do? Well, he died to save his bride. He gave his life to save the church. And so we as men are to do the same thing for our wives. And if we're to do it for them, how much more even for our children, our offspring, the 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 evidence of the union that we have with our wives. And so, yes, this is what's been long. I've been saying this about the American culture when they want to take women and put them in into a combat, when they want to draft them and stuff. You uh, know what? You can just go tie that millstone around your neck and go throw yourself in the sea because if you don't, if you come here to get my daughters, you're going to die by copper and lead. It's one of the way, and I may die in the process too, but the, but the fact of the matter is God has called us as men to be protectors and providers for the women and the children, and I, and I would I would even expound that out some more because Paul says if we don't take care of our own, and then that passage, he's talking about taking care of the widows in the church, sixty years and older, taking care of those widows in our own family, and if we don't do that, he says we're worse than an unbeliever, and we've denied the faith. Why? Because even unbelievers take care of the widows, even unbelievers take care of their families, and if we don't do that as men. We have no business violating the third commandment in taking the Lord's name in vain upon ourselves and calling ourselves Christians because we don't have the faith of the Lord Jesus. We just don't have that. Now, with that said, we got about three minutes here. You want to start on the cystic fibrosis, and we might carry over just yeah, a little bit because I, I know you've got some stuff there. Well, first of all, you're going to get all that mucus in the in the lungs and in the digestive tract, so you're not going to be able to absorb your your nutrients 
which is why they get so sick. And then they get infections. They put them on loads and loads of antibiotics. So it would make sense to, to really go for uh, lots of juicing, cut down on animal protein, stick to white animal protein. If you do your, your white chicken, your fish, your turkey, um, don't have dairy because it's mucus forming. You shouldn't have any dairy at all. And yet they don't give them this advice. And I know that Dr. Patrick Vickers, he said that they should have iodine, your Lugol's iodine. It's very difficult to find anything on the cystic fibrosis, but I would certainly stop boosting the immune system, lots of colorful fruit and vegetables, and the juicing makes you exponentially increase your intake of all vitamins and minerals, and then you can supplement and your vitamin D. What I, you know, what I, what I did notice as well, which when I worked, I worked for a little time in an IVF clinic before I had children um, on my, my days off from flying. And whenever anyone presented who they, they um, couldn't have children together, they first checked, first of all, that they were actually having intercourse. Believe it or not, some people weren't. Um, interesting. That's a different topic. But they checked that the men had the vas deverens. And those that didn't, they would check them for cystic fibrosis because often they were carriers of this cystic fibrosis gene. Well, then that made me think about what expresses genes, diet and environment. So again, this has got to be about, about diet and environment and what you're exposed to. So I really, my only advice again would be massively clean up your environment. Don't have LED lights. Don't have your Wi-Fi on. Certainly when you sleep, don't use tap water. Get a Berkey water filter or a distiller. Um, start taking the, you know, vitamin C, bit, uh, big doses of vitamin C because for immunity, start taking your vitamin D3, um, 5,000 international units, get your levels checked. Um, start taking selenium and zinc and um, start taking some curcumin, which is anti-inflammatory. You can take that uh, um, in between your meals. Uh, start taking, you know, your, you can take camu camu powder in some carrot juice when you're eating your greens. That's going to help you absorb your iron. I think I, I kind of would go down all that route of doing it exactly like that. And one person I do know, one young man who's got cystic fibrosis, he's on so many drugs and antibiotics, huge amounts. But he's, he does all of this. He likes to go to the gym and he's having all this whey protein. Yeah. And that's never, ever a good thing. Hey, and hang on. I got, let me close out the show and we're going to pick you back up on the other side. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to hear the rest of this about the cystic fibrosis, we'll only be a few minutes. Join us on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com before it's news.com at the top of the page or Rumble Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern. Have a great weekend, great Lord's Day, and Lord willing, we're going to talk to you at 6 a.m. on Monday. See ya. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And by the way, let me add in something to that. I, <clears throat> Kate and I have been talking about this, this company. They've been around for a while. I became a distributor for um, some of their products. I got some in. I plugged them into the house. I plugged them into the car. I put it on the back of my phone. You can you can barely see it on the back of my phone. This little silver thing that's right there uh, on the on the top there. And uh, <clears throat> the development of this came from a, a dad who was trying to help his son. Now the dad has has already died, but uh, he was trying to help his son who had some kind of a physical ailment. And so he was 
doing all these things, he created about 43 patents of what he had he had found out. And one of these things is like a USB device. I plug it into the USB port on my uh, surge protector, and that way it gets into the, the hardwire of the house. And it's pretty incredible. He says it it doesn't eliminate. And I was talking with the guy. We're going to see if we can have him on maybe next week. He, he knows quite a bit about it, but they're going to do a new study to find out what exactly the exact things that's going on there, because what it does is it really affects your body. They do real-time blood uh, samples. Somebody uses a cell phone. They take it, and they do it. They also do um, uh, use the cell phone and put the product on the, on the phone, or they wear the pendant that the guys have them, and it's amazing. Their blood goes back to normal. And this is just within a matter of seconds that they, they do this, a matter of minutes of testing both things. And so I'm thinking when you're talking about LED lights and stuff like this, not just for the those who have cystic fibrosis, but for any of us, this stuff is all this environment is affecting us. Even if we're eating right, we've got an environment that's toxic and we've got to protect ourselves from those things. And I believe God does give wisdom. And a lot of this stuff is not anything that's uh, necessarily man-made except maybe the the carriage that's holding it, but the stuff inside is all from the creation. It's, it's stuff that God's put here. So I, I wonder what you would think about that because the gentleman I was talking with talked about the EMF waves and he said, and he was saying, I don't know how it works. I'm not a scientist, but I said, well, something has to be happening in that wiring and what it's putting off and the electric magnetic frequencies that it's putting off. Something's happening from there to it gets to us to neutralize it because that's what they're claiming that it does. At least that's and the science has has backed that too. So they're going to do another uh, thing about that. I wonder what would you say about something like that for somebody with cystic fibrosis? If you're saying you know take out the LED lights and all this other kind of stuff. Well, the 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 Amish when they get into a house and they buy a house, and I was very fortunate. I stayed with them. They take all the pipes, all the wiring pipes, out the walls. For that very reason, they'll actually, they won't just stop using the electricity. They remove all the wiring from the walls. That's exactly what they do. Um, so all of these things, whenever you change um, the, electro, the electromagnetic field of the earth, it changes how, uh, don't forget the fluid in our mitochondria. We rely on the electric field in the daytime to make that fluid. The little mitochondria inside the cells, it's the little powerhouse it's actually nutrition for our immune cells as well. Um, so when you start to change the, um, the, the field around y- your body and around your home has an impact on our health. And we've seen 2G, 3G, 4G. Um, so all of these things are going to have an impact. And LED lights make your blood sticky. And you know, they're in everything. You can't get away from it. It's even in the street lamps outside. Incidentally, I, I just wanted to say, because I forgot, um, with cystic fibrosis, um, you need to take pancreatic enzymes, which takes me to um, the fantastic Gerson therapy. Um, looking at the Gerson therapy and the supplements on there and looking at what you eat, because these patients get reflux. And um, looking at, it's got iodine on there. And I think that's what Dr. Patrick Vickers was saying. Now I'm on the, I'm on the cystic fibrosis.org.uk website here. 
and it's giving you the Eat Well Guide. In the UK, the Eat Well Guide recommended for the general population is an example of a balanced diet. This should be the basis for the cystic fibrosis diet. And you should choose some foods from each group every day. The basis of everyone's diet should be free, should be the three main macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats. And on here, they've got water, lower fat milk, sugar-free drinks, including tea and coffee, all count. Well, let me tell you, if you've got any health issues, you shouldn't be drinking tea because it depletes you of iron. And these cystic fibrosis patients have already got depletion in their nutrients. And coffee stimulates your adrenal glands, and which works like a seesaw with your thyroid. So when your adrenals are up, your thyroid's down. And your thyroid converts your cholesterol to pregnenolone, progesterone, and bile acid. You need your bile acid for your conversion of your T4 to T3, but you also need it for your digestion further. It says limit fruit, juice, and smoothies. Really? And yet, when I look on this food chart, oh, give me strength. Let me tell you what they've got on it. They've got, you can have something from each of these things. So they've got oil and spreads. Choose unsaturated oils and use in small amounts. And they've got veg oil on here and your lower fat spread. Well, that stuff should be thrown in the bin straight away because the oils you choose determine whether oxygen's pulled to your cell or pushed away from your cell. And these low fat spreads are garbage. You should, if you're going to eat butter, get yourself some raw organic butter. Um, not these low-fat spreads. Honestly, it, it makes me demented here. And, and it's when you get these dietitians in the hospital and they come to see you and they're overweight themselves. You know what I think on that one. Then they've got in your, in your, in your carbs, oh, my word, they've got potatoes, bread, whole grain cereal. Nobody should be eating cereal. Nobody. When it's fortified with iron, You'd be better off eating the box. It doesn't go into your blood. It ends up going where it shouldn't. And they've got a couple of Weetabix on here. I mean, Weetabix, please, Lord above. Ah, uh, oh, pasta. Then they've got a bag of bagels. I know you, you Americans love your bagels. Make your own bagels. Make them with sourdough. Oh, my word, they've got spaghetti here. Dried spaghetti. I don't touch that. Then in the dairy and alternatives. Oh, I'm going to have a heart attack. No, I'm not. I'm not supposed to say things that don't happen. That's the word of God, the sword. Let, let me tell you what they've got in this, this food, this food circle. <laughs> soya drink. Soya. All soya is genetically modified. You shouldn't be having it. Even the organic one is, it's a mimicker of estrogen. You shouldn't be having it. Women don't Can we have go it. with the almond milk? Yeah, but it, they've got semi, semi-skimmed milk. Oh, you don't want to be drinking that. Plain loof. And then Low fat, soft cheese. Oh, please. Now we're going on to, uh, and it's saying, choose lower fats and a lower sugar option. What, what they've got sugar there, sugar there with the diet. Now we're getting on to the bit with the protein here. Eat more beans and pulses, two portions of sustainably sourced fish per week, and one of which is, which is oily. Uh, eat less red and processed meat. So let me tell you what they've got on here. They've got a can of tuna. <laughs> I'm laughing. Swordfish, salmon and tuna 
are carnivorous fishes. They eat other fishes. They're so full of mercury, which is a toxin to the brain because our oceans are so dirty. And then you're eating the tuna out of a can, which is lined with BPA, and it's in a can with the aluminium. I mean, really, if you want to kill somebody, give them that every day. Don't have it. Do not have it. You should be having your wild salmon maybe once a week. Eat your mackerel. Um, Eggs should be organic. They've got here plain nuts. What sort of nuts? You shouldn't be eating peanuts. It's full of aflatoxin. Um, And your nuts, you need to soak them. They need to be organic. Then they've got a bag of chickpeas here and a carton of lentils. All of your beans and pulses are called little robbers. You're supposed to soak them for 12 hours, then drain the water off and sprout them for 12 hours before you cook them to neutralize um, uh, phytates, which if you don't, that's going to, all of your calcium, iron, magnesium, and zinc is going to stick to it and be carried straight out the body. That's exactly what happens. So you have to soak and sprout them. And remember your, your um, mast cells in your respiratory tract need zinc. So they're going to rob you of zinc. That's why you're going to be taking selenium and zinc. Now, finally, on the fruit and vegetables, eat at least five portions. You should be eating a lot more than five portions. That's why you juice. And they've got all these colorful fruit and vegetables. Well, they need to be organic because you don't want to be taking in your, um, all of your um, pesticides and, and herbicides because that's synthetic estrogen, but also your fungicides. And remember, estrogen hijacks the binding agent that your thyroid needs to do this conversion of cholesterol. So all your synthetic estrogens are going to do it. And they've got a bag of frozen peas on here. And they've got a tin. They've got a tin of chopped tomatoes on here. Oh, my word. Now it says eat less often and in small amounts. And they've got a little picture of ketchup, uh, some other sauce, muffins, chocolate, crisps, ice cream. Well, if you've already got a health issue like cystic fibrosis, you shouldn't be eating any of that junk. Yeah, I, None you know, of it. You know, Kate, w- one of the reasons I asked you was we had uh, Jess, who is uh, a lab assistant across the line from me in North Carolina over there. And uh, and she was mentioning having that and being cornered into taking this shot, which she succumbed to recu- reluctantly. They wouldn't even take her exemption. She had a medical one because of the cystic fibrosis. She had a religious one because she didn't believe that she ought to be taking it, which, you know, I told her, I said, well, then you're going to have to stand your ground on your conscience. Don't have this other one. You've already seen what it's done. And I said, the Lord will provide for you, but you've got to trust him and demonstrate that by what you do. And uh, sweet lady. And so I told her, I said, you know, I'm going to mention this to Kate. We'll bring this on. These may be things that she's already doing. Uh, if there's somebody out there with cystic fibrosis, I hope this is helpful because, uh, you know, Kate, I, I've seen so many people in the chat room over the last, what, we're going, we're getting close to about two years now, at least over a year and a half of working together on the show. And I've seen so many people say, I did that, what Kate said, and I've done it before she said it or before they even knew you were around and they said it works or they said, I learned this from Kate and I'm doing it and it's really helping me. So I, I know that the things that you're, and I've, I've done it for myself, the carrot juice deal. Uh, you know, I could really tell a difference when I'm taking that. I haven't done it in a couple of days, but I, <clears throat> I can tell a difference when I take that, my alertness or my, I don't want to say strength, but it's, you feel like you have some energy because sometimes my energy level will drop just like that, uh, which is I have just go to lay down. And once I lay down, I'm fine. But uh, but it's it's I know that you've helped a lot of people 
with some of the advice that you've given here, some of the information that you've given as far as some of these things to help take care of our bodies. Yeah, well, look at this on cysticfibrosis.org.uk. I'm going to write to them. I feel it's, yeah, I need to ping them an email. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, we lost your video somewhere in there. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Uh, That's okay. It's because I'm I'm reading off this thing. Listen to this. Adults with cystic fibrosis are at risk of developing low bone mineral density, which can weaken bones and increase the risk of bone fracture. A daily intake of 1,000 to 1,300 milligrams of calcium is recommended to keep the bones strong and healthy. Okay. You should aim, listen to this, to include four to six portions of dairy foods each day, a portion of 200 mils of milk, one small portion of yogurt, and 40 grams of cheese. Um, if you do not eat dairy, ask your cystic fibrosis dietitian. I tell you, she'd be the last one I'd ask if I can see this, uh, for information on non-dairy source of a calcium. Now, let me tell you, when you drink loads of milk and eat loads of dairy, it makes you acidic. It makes your body acidic. So what your body does in order to bring you back to the right level of acidity, alkalinity, it pulls calcium from your bones. And when it's done its job, it doesn't go back into your bones, goes into your soft tissue and your blood vessels. That's exactly what it does. And yet they're telling you on here, you should be eating all of your vegetables, green leafy vegetables. You even get calcium from that. You should be eating a really clean diet. I would urge everybody who's got cystic fibrosis, really get reading the Gerson therapy. Have a look on there. And the reason, you know, the carrot juice, it's full of vitamins A, B, C, beta carotene, um, antioxidants. You can, you can put a little bit of camu, camu powder in there. Um, you know, the green, the green juices are full. It tells you exactly what to do. But, you know, would I follow this? <laughs> I'm just telling you, having Weetabix on there and having, having, um, you know, tuna and salmon and, and mac. I, I, I told my daughter this week, she sent me, she's at university and she sent me a picture of what she'd cooked and it was swordfish, swordfish. And I said, enjoy it this time, but don't ever eat it again. And look, it's, it's saying here as well about, am I getting my balance right? And it says, it's a good idea for everyone's diet to include foods that are high in fiber. Well, that's have porridge every morning. And have all your green leafy vegetables. And when you eat your potatoes, which you should be eating, not pasta, eat the skins. It says these, incl- these include whole grain foods such as granary and seeded breads. No, you don't want to be eating breads. You eat a little bit of rye bread when you've eaten the rest. And it says whole grain pasta. No, no, no. Don't be having that. And it says whole grain breakfast cereals like Weetabix. Trust me, folks. If you've got cystic fibrosis, use the box for making models for your kids for their school art lessons and throw that Weetabix out. I wouldn't even want you to feed it to the birds. And it's going wholemeal flour. No, get some porridge oats, soak them the night before to partially digest the gluten. You're going to have some pancreatic enzymes, some enzyme forte enzymes. Put your grate an apple in it, grate a pear in it. You can put, you don't need to even put sugar in it. You know, you don't need to put some sultanas in it. 
put a little bit of desiccated coconut in front. Honestly, that meal is going to keep you going. Then wash it down the hatch with a carrot juice. Then have some green juices. Have some more carrot juices. Then have some potato. You can mash them. You can boil them. You can bake them. Um, you know, p- potatoes come in all guises. You can even get a potato ricer. Um, make some salad. Make some cooked vegetables. Get your apple cider vinegar, your flax oil, a little bit of dill, a little bit of fresh garlic. Oh, my word, my mouth is watering. Um, You're making me hungry, you know, these too. These are all <laughs> things you can do. And you know what? The, you know, the, the, the Hippocrates soup. Go online. Look at Hippocrates soup, everybody. Make yourself a big batch of Hippocrates soup. I do it every now and again. It cleanses the kidneys. You know, Dr. Gerson said, coffee enemas are to the liver as the Hippocrates soup is to the kidneys. I, I, I love Gerson food. I've even got Lee eating Gerson food. I mean, he eats, he eats um, you know, he follows a strict diet, but I've got him doing it. Uh, you, you could go, you know, don't, don't forget, Dr. Gerson was described by Albert Schweitzer, P, um, Nobel Peace Prize winner, Albert Schweitzer described Dr. Gerson, Dr. Max Gerson, as an eminent genius of his time, he suffered migraines, changed his diet, his migraines went. His colleague said, can you treat me? And his colleague also had TB. It treated his migraines and it cured his TB on his skin. So they went on and treated a ward of TB patients. It failed because the nurse was bringing in bratwurst to beer when they weren't looking because she felt sorry for the patients. Once they stopped doing that, they cured nearly all of them. Then they went on and they, they cured, started to cure, um, started to cure other patients then. And I've seen, I've seen one of my own patients. She completely got rid of her Crohn's, lost 29 pounds in 11 weeks, got off nearly all her drugs except her thyroid. Um, D. Manny Mitchell sorted her out with her cannabis. She was addicted to cyclosine and having fits. Couldn't even look after her children anymore after having her gallbladder out, her thyroid out for cancer, and she had Crohn's. All of her Crohn's had cleared up in her large bowel. And then guess what she did? She went and had the first injection and all her disease flared up again. Um, so she was back on board doing what she could and she's not going to have the second one. So, you know, you go a long way um, by eating that way and bringing in lots of those supplements. <laughs> what I've just seen on cysticfibrosis.org.uk. Wow. You see, this is it. There, the, the, whoever, so let me, let me ask you something. Just, just your opinion here. We've seen where they've taken places like GNC and other of these places that are supposed to be health, you know, health places where you can get supplements and all this stuff, and they're supposed to be good. And we've seen that the, the big pharma companies found out, wait a minute, people are learning something here. Let's go get those, and then we're going to get rid of, for the large measure from what I've heard, when you go buy these supplements at these places and things like that, you might as well just take your money and throw it in the toilet because it's not doing your, your body any good from the way they manufacture it. So... Do you think that they they are also doing something similar with these websites like what you what you just caught on to there in order to put out false information to people that sounds like it's going to help them when it's really just going to keep them in sick and keep them dependent upon uh, whoever's been feeding them the lines and the, the stuff that they've been feeding them to keep selling their product to them to keep making merchandise of them? Well, there's no money to be made in cure. 
It's as simple as that. I think and there you know is today. You... I think there is today. Yeah, Lots of people is. would pay for it if they knew if they knew it was good for them and they knew it would take care of their bodies. You're going to love my new website when it's all up and running. You're going to love it because it's going to have teaching videos on it. You're going to learn how to heal yourself. And uh, because I'm moving, my search is being done uh, to my, my lovely new home where I've got a stream. I'm going to video. You're going to watch me do it, the city slicker. Um, you're going to watch me <laughs> with all my trials and tribulations down there. I'm getting chickens. I'm getting a cockerel. Um, I might have to, I've been looking for a name for the cockerel, you know. I might have to name him Tim Brown. Uh, oh, I might Lord. have to do that. Yeah. Oh, you can just call um, him Timmy. T- yeah, Tim. Uh, I might have to do that. And we, we might have to, and anything that comes from him that's not male might have to be called the Sons of Liberty. But anyway, you know, we uh, we uh, clucking. I'm not. I was going to call my chicken coop clucking and palace, but I don't want to name anything after them anymore. Uh, yeah, my wife. But, my uh, wife has a has a thing that she's got on um, that she's got for hours that she's going to put on there. It says Chicks Will Lay instead of Chick Fil A. It's Chicks Will Lay. So that's what she's got on di- on diaries. Yeah. Um, it's uh, so you know, I, I'm going to do it, and I'm growing all my. I got all my books. I'm growing all my herbs. But what I see, and what I see, and look, it's and I am getting on there now. I'm starting. You know, if you. If you want to do a program, kateshemarani at gmail.com, please do come to me. Um, what I see all the time, and I, I have been to Tyburn and, and done a lecture there. I'm going to be going again. And this is what the BNA, the British Nursing Alliance, is going to. This is my absolute dream, is that the nurses will be trained in integrative care. They'll know how to go into families and help the families. Because, you know, when I see... I saw a, a family were wonderful. They had a little baby and they went to the, you know, they, they come and see the baby. The health visitor comes and they go to the clinic. They go, oh, your baby's underweight. Well, breastfed babies are not going to be as fat and chunky as the bottle fed babies that are fed on cow's milk. And all of these baby charts, the weight charts, what a surprise. All the baby clinics, they're funded by the formula milk companies. So the babies are going to be lighter. So this young mom's scared into, now she's given her baby formula milk. And now it's, you know, positing all the time. And, uh, and ah, uh, you know, I just see this all the time. And um, my, my, my good friend um, who owns Genesis Healing, her daughter, only 22, had a home birth. Didn't let anyone intervene. Wouldn't let them give the baby Amen. any shots. Amen. Wouldn't have any. 22-year-old mama. She read everything. She's been saving her colostrum. Um, she even had a little crocheted piece of wool ready to tie around the cord. She didn't want any of the clips. She um, she delivered that baby. <laughs> you know, it made me cry. The first thing she said when that baby was born was... Thank you, Jesus. That's what she said. Amen. Amen. Get to the Father through the Son. Yeah, these are Christians. And you know, her dad held her hands while she was delivering that baby on her knee. Her partner was with her. Her mom was with her. They were all in there. And that baby went around each of them and had skin-to-skin contact. I mean, it was the most incredible thing. And um, that baby now, she's got that baby strapped to her chest, 22-year-old mama, singing to that baby as she's washing up. And everything, you know, it's, this is just how it should be. I agree. No, and I agree. And, you know, we've deliberately, we've had it taken away. So 
All of these, look, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. If you're a fat dietitian out there, you've got no place telling anyone else how to eat. You get your own house in order first. And I see this in the hospitals. I've seen them. I've seen them sitting in the restaurants yep. with a pile, of, a pile of fries with cheese on it, mayonnaise, and a Diet Coke. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're deluded. You know, Kate, what so, you're what you're hitting at, uh, and Bethany was asking, hypocrite soup? And I said, no, it's Hippocrates soup. I was showing her that. But, but what you're pointing out is the hypocrisy, and it's the false teaching. We read about it in Second uh, Peter 2. We read about it in Jude. Peter says that the false teachers are coming. This is what they look like. This is what they do. Jude says they're already here. We've got to defend the faith against them. And what we're seeing here, what you're pointing out, you know, I, I had to deal with a couple, a couple of people this week. Well, I don't like the way Kate just tells people that they're fat. And they said, well, you don't do that. But you do go after people who are purporting to be one thing, and they're not doing it. And it's evident they're doing. They're promising the people liberty, as the scripture, scripture says, but they themselves are the slaves of corruption. I mean, that's how you know yeah. where, where that is. And so you don't go, I mean, even when you address some of the cops and you say, hey, you need to lose a little of that weight, call me and I'll, I'll help you with that. It's not that you're putting them out, but you will call out the people who are being hypocritical there. And um, the Lord Jesus did the same thing. So did the apostles. They called out the hypocrites and, and called them to repentance. That's the point. So if people have a hard time with it, it's because they're offended that their sins are finding them out. And I realize that there's a lot of different things that happen. It's not just eating, but a lot of it has to do with what you're eating uh, as why we put weight on or lack of other things. And sometimes I guess there's what other things. What you're thinking. Have... Yep. Yeah. What you're thinking. Yeah. What you're watching. If you're sitting watching the TV, eating your food, you're not even, you're not even sitting discussing as a family. Or even if you're on your own, you're not even aware of when you're full with your solar plexus. That's telling you when you're full. Um, you know, I see the restaurant portions that people eat. It's downright vulgar. And I, I remember many, many, many years ago. In fact, I'm going to tell you two things. I was at Wimpy in uh, Johannesburg, Johannesburg in South Africa. It was when I worked for British Airways. And it wasn't even my kind of food then because I didn't eat meat. And so I was sitting there and I just had a coffee. And this young boy came over. He was probably, I don't know, eight years old with a sort of dirty ripped T-shirt on, pair of shorts, no shoes. And he came over and he was asking for food. And the restaurant manager came out and shooed him away, just shooed him away. And, and the people I was with, they, they ate lots of their food, but they left lots of it and it went in the bin. And I, I felt shame then. Now, last week, Lee and I were in Eastbourne. And we were walking along and a young woman came up to me and she was very, very thin with a big backpack on. And she said, excuse me, do, do you have any money you could spare so I can, I can stay in a hotel? And she was American and she was from Chicago. And I said, oh, you're a long way from home. And, and I always chat to them. I always chat to all the homeless people there, but for the grace of God, go I. Most of us are only two months salary away from homelessness. Let me tell Some you. Some of us, not that much. And Yep. And uh, she said that she'd come over here. She'd got married. She'd had a job in a cafe. And because of lockdown, the cafe was closed. She'd lost her job. Her marriage had ended. And now she was homeless. And there she was. And she kept stepping back onto the road where the cars were coming around the bend. 
And I kept taking her, her wrist and pulling her forward. I said, please, you're going to get run over. And then Lee gave her money. And the third time I did it, she said, I don't care if I get hit by a car and killed. At least it would release me from this misery. And, you know, I started to cry. I started to cry. And we walked along the road and I went into the only place that was open because we often go on these really late walks down to the seaside. It clears my head. It's dark. I'm not sure my dogs like it. But McDonald's was open and it was chocker with people that were overweight. And there, and there were a lot of overweight people in there. And I went and used their toilet. And I, I, I sat on their toilet. I'm not one of these who worries about that. And I, I cried with my head in my hands. I cried with my head in my hands and prayed for her. And, um, excuse me. So you see, when you see that, and you see gluttony like that, and you see someone who's got nothing, nothing. Um, it, it makes me think. So if you're really overweight and you're offended by me telling you to do something about it, that's because it's, it's making you uncomfortable because you know it's wrong. I've never met a yep. fat person who says, um, I know it's okay. And they might go out there and go, and I see them all the time. I'm proud. I'm fat. Big is beautiful. And as soon as gastric bands came in, Loads of them had a gastric band fitted, diet pills. And then a lot of them then admitted, celebrities, that they weren't happy. Um, you know, they, it, they just didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to lose weight. But you look, if you're, if you're overweight and you're offended, you, you contact me. I'll help you lose weight. Whenever I see the word diet, I think deny. Deny. You should not be, you don't want to be, it's not about, you know, all these Everybody knows the diet industry makes millions of your money. You lose a few pounds, they gain your money, and then you put it all back on and some. Because you need to completely retrain your brain, your relationship with food, what you're eating, when you're eating. Are you going to bed on time? Are you drinking loads of coffee that's stimulating your adrenal glands? Are you following these, these diet plans that they're telling you to do? You know what? I, I've seen what they say. They tell them to drink Diet Coke. You should never be drinking aspartame, ever, ever, ever. Mm. The Lord gave us everything we need. It's all here. If it looks like it's come off a tree, it's come off a bush, you've pulled it out the ground, you've killed it in front of you, you've milked it. If it looks like that, you should be eating it. Yeah. If it comes in packaging... And you need to start reading the back to find out how much fat, carbohydrate, whatever's in it. You shouldn't be having it. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It should be as natural as possible. Well, Kate, I, and, I think one of the things that we see is, is that we've, we've grown up in a generation that's been trained on that. We, we've lost the idea of agriculture. We, we, we've lost the idea, um, you know, that, that the man for a large part of his day, I mean, if he wanted to provide for his family, if he was not a rich man, but he had enough to have land, he worked the field all day. He might have took something else on the side, you know, fixing a wheel somewhere or working in a lumber mill or something like that. But his his energy really went into making sure that the family was taken care of through through agriculture, through growing 
things in the ground and trusting God to bring it to fruition. Uh, I think this is why Jesus would constantly refer back to, and of course the Old Testament refers to, this agrarian culture in which they did that. And the people understood what he was saying when he referenced the kingdom of God as like a mustard seed. Well, they knew what a mustard seed was. It was a small little seed, and it grew into a great big plant. And they understood all of these things because they were a part of their daily lives. And he says, the kingdom of God is like these things. And so I think that we've just, we've forgotten because we have not been taught it. And because we have not been taught it, how are we supposed to go out and do and practice it? And so there's a lot of these things that I'm learning even, you know, I'm 52 and I'm learning little things. Not that I didn't know certain things about gardening when I was a kid and doing that with my dad, but there's a lot of things, boy, I'm sitting here and my, my oldest daughter, she made kind of a joke when we got the chickens and she made this little meme. I think I showed it to people. I don't know. It was on my Facebook, but it was a little guy grew from the minions thing, whatever that thing is, the spickle meme, whatever. And he says, we're going to get chickens. Okay. Now, not, not any more chickens. Now we want a cow, not, not any more cows. We want a we want a horse. And then he gets down to the end and he says, and now we'll have all the barnyard animals or something like that. And she goes, this is daddy. <laughs> and and yeah, I, well, I feel like that because I see that's how God can sustain us and our health and our livelihood. Uh, and we're not dependent upon, uh, what, do you, what do you call them, big grocery? I, I don't know. Uh, you're not dependent upon them going to the grocery store. You can go get it right out. And I played that video, and I'll have the link up for people to see um, because I don't think I can, I may can find it right quick, but the thing is, is, you you may have seen this. I don't even I don't know, even know if I've played this before. This is about ten or eleven years old, and there was a, a, a family in downtown Los Angeles. They had like a a tenth of an acre off grid, okay. And Dad found out about it. And he's got three kids, and if you don't mind. Um, you've hung over here. I, this might be a good way to kind of transition out of the show and close it out. This family on a tenth of an acre in downtown Los Angeles grew 6,000 pounds of food a year. Okay. Let me, let me play this little report. Uh, and, uh, and people will see exactly what I'm talking about. And, and this is kind of getting to what you're talking about too. Growing your own usually means moving to the country, plowing the fields, cultivating the crops, harvesting the bounty for your table. But these days, more people are turning to their own backyards to create urban farms. One Southern California family is at the forefront of that movement. Drivers whizzing past on the 210 freeway through Pasadena have no idea that a stone's throw away from the fast lane is a lush but tiny Eden, a 4,000 square foot farm. It not only feeds a family, but revolutionizes the idea of what can be done in a very unlikely place, the middle of a city. This is city living, but I brought the country to the city. Uh-huh. Rather than have to go out to the country, I just imported it. 63-year-old Jules Dervais started this backyard farm 10 years ago. It's a deliberate throwback to the storied days of self-reliant rural America. Jules and his children grow almost all the food they need, and everyone pitches in. Five uh, pounds of grapefruit. His daughters, Anise. We have another guy coming to pick up. And Jordan. Yeah, are you done? Okay. 
and his son, Justin. Their produce is organic, and their animals are, well, friendlier than average. Say hi. Say hi. We have eight, eight chickens, four ducks, and two goats. I joke with people. I said, I think my animals fit better in a city backyard than a lot of um, dogs in the neighborhood. The ducks and chickens lay thousands of eggs a year and keep the bugs in check. And they really uh, made the dynamics of the urban homestead much more sustainable. Sustainable and dense. On their 4,000 square feet, they raise 400 varieties of vegetables, fruits, and edible flowers. 6,000 pounds a year, enough to feed themselves with plenty left over. And with the current passion at high-end restaurants for local, pesticide-free produce, chefs are literally beating a path to their door. Hi, how are Hello, you doing? good. How are you doing? So we have your order for today. Oh, wonderful. And then I'll get your sorrel here. Really good. So what are you going to do with the sorrel? Mm. I'm going to use it to make a really nice um, mm -hmm. relish with, uh, with cucumber for a salmon oh, dish. Nice. The family makes about $20,000 a year from their front porch sales. They use it to buy the crops they can't grow, like wheat, rice, and oats. I would say at the beginning, I didn't really believe I could do it. I, I had some doubts because I kept thinking, this place is too small. There's no way that we're going to be able to feed ourselves. Plus, I never thought we could even grow the vegetables for the, for the market. So how did this experiment in independent living begin? It all began 10 years ago, when Jules bought some taco shells for dinner. He learned too late that the shells were being recalled because they had been made by mistake with genetically modified corn. When I thought about putting this food in my children's mouth and, I, and they were depending on me to give them good stuff, I mean, they'll take whatever their parent, any child would take what a parent hands them. They'll say, it comes from my mom or dad. And I couldn't afford to, to uh, be in that position of giving them bad stuff. Now, a decade later, this radical foodie has succeeded in going off the grid. He calls his lifestyle the path to freedom. And what did the family think of that whole approach? Uh, they thought it was strange. <laughs> they thought it was, they thought it was, uh, my daughter wouldn't come out of the front yard and visit with her this friends. This gets better, said, guys. What's up with your dad? They wanted to know what was going on because I was making some radical changes here. The Dervais have no ugly commute. They avoid office politics and will never get fired. But their jobs are way more than nine to five. I need, I need the help, all the help I can get. And it's my family that, like in the old days, the farmer, farmer's family made the difference. Jordan takes care of the animals. Um, a joke for them, we call them pet organic composting machines. Justin is in charge of making sure they get the most out of every square foot of soil. And sometimes the results are extraordinary. You actually grew this? Yeah, it's like a little pumpkin, but it's very long. Just slightly? Slightly. He's also the beekeeper. Oh my gosh, that's the first time I've ever done straight from the honeycomb. Mm. Jules prides himself on his gourmet compost. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> Only worms could love a bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Anise is in charge of cooking the vegetarian meals. All homegrown strawberries and edible flowers and salad and beets and carrots. And the canning. We got grape leaves, pickles, beans, and pickled peppers to all sorts of jams, tomato sauce. And the menu? That depends on what's in season. What happens when something's out of season? 
Uh, we just don't need it. <laughs> You're out of luck. It's out of season. There are no microwave ovens in this kitchen and no Cuisinarts either. We have you know, gizmos, but they're just hand-powered. What little electricity they use is generated by these solar panels. How much is your electricity bill? Well, it's running about the highest $12 a month. $12 <laughs> a month for everything here? Yeah, yeah. They spend even less on gas. <clears throat> this is their biodiesel brewing station. So this is just used grease from restaurants? Yeah, they use it to fry onion rings, french fries, you know, anything you would fry. And you get it free? Yeah, free and delivered on our doorstep. The gasoline station is self-serve. It hasn't always been easy. Justin remembers the year that... Fr All right, so you guys get the idea, and I'll have this video up. You can watch the rest of the thing here. You can do it. We can do it ourselves if we want to do it, but the thing is we've got to set our, ourselves uh, towards that so that I'm we can I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, Kate, I, I knew I, you would love that. I mean, it's pretty incredible. I, I, You know what? I just watched that. Lee and I were talking... Um, uh, you know, well, you know, the Lord sent me Lee. He's wonderful. You know, he's got the big muscles. I'm buying an axe for Christmas. <laughs> buy him an axe. Um, I'm buying him an axe for Christmas. Uh, you know, it's got a it's got a Rayburn that all of the the hot water and the heating is is from wood and coal, but you can put everything in it. All of our wood. But we we've been he's been researching all way before I met him, and I'd been researching and I'd got my stuff, but. You know, we said Cochrane, we said about getting a couple of geese. It's surrounded by three farms. It's just surrounded by sheep. And we said, you know, we were laughing. We said, we should, we should, I don't want to put the solar panels on the roof. But I said, we should get some solar panels. And um, I, I, I said, do you remember these? So my friend, he just bought an electric car, 30,000 pounds. I was like, wow. He said, well, it's not costing me anything. I've got my own solar panels to fire it up. I said to Lee, do you remember these bicycles you used to go on at the seaside? And they have like four seats and a canopy over the yep. top. I don't know whether you have it. Yep. I said, we should get one of those and get one of these electric motors on it and get some solar panels <laughs> and charge it up. You can go down the road with the chihuahuas in the back. Well, now, Kate, I, I, here's the thing. Uh, let, let, we, we spent a lot of time on here. And I want to close out, but I I got a question, and I know some people ha have this this question because they're seeing you now. You got a ring on your hand there. Oh no! You know what? I I do actually. This is just a it's just a, a dress ring. Okay. And I into yeah no no no. <laughs> I need to have a word with I him thought, about that. Yeah, I thought boy, you've been no. keeping me in the dark about what's going on over there. Shall I tell you intermittently? I wear it, and I know <laughs> this is going to sound really silly, but I I've always done it. Because, and I don't want anyone to think uh, this is me disappearing up my own rear end. Um, sometimes uh, it kind of saves me from getting hit on. I get it. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm, listen, I know what I look like in the morning. And that's why the chihuahuas and the cats are the only <laughs> ones that will love me, apart from Lee. <laughs> it's a scary look, let me tell you. Um, but... Um, but you know, sometimes I, I've always done that, and also, um, you know, when I when I'm going and I'm sitting on the train to London, uh, and also I have had I have had experiences in my life um, that that are unpleasant, 
where I've been hit on. So I've often done that. And, and but what's what's amazing for me, let me tell you, is I'm 56 next month. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still hit. They're still hitting on me. Well, that's good. That's not. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, Kate, we appreciate you as always uh, coming on. And the history was great. And I hope the information you give concerning cystic fibrosis and other other things are helpful for people. But I, I really enjoyed the history. I think a lot of people have uh, have enjoyed that as well. And uh, we appreciate you and we thank you for coming and on I, here I'm every week. I'm going to do live. I'm going to do live. Uh, probably from London oh, okay. on that 5th of November. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to cover that. I've got, I've got a camera, got my camera group, camera guy. We're going to film it as well. I'll be on the fringes. Uh, I'll have to see how, I'll have to see how we can do it because I don't know that we can simultaneously Bradley broadcast something and I can do it through there. So if I can't, what I may do is just stream it to my personal Facebook page and that way we have the video and we do it live. And yeah, then and then transferred over to our to Rumble because it's going to be it's going to be happening at the same time Bradley comes on at three Eastern. But uh, anyway, let me let me cut off here. I know you got things to do and I do too. And we appreciate you guys. If you want to reach Kate, when I put up the archive this morning, it goes by the same name that you're seeing on the video channel. Uh, the, all her links are in there. If you if you need supplements, if you need any of the stuff uh, that you you can't get around, uh, get it from Kate. The links are in there. Um, and I'll have one there for the Altera products, for the 5G stuff, and all of the links of the video and stuff that we showed today, that'll be in there as well. And uh, again, don't miss Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Have a great weekend, great Lord's Day, and we'll talk to you, Lord willing, on Monday morning, 6 a.m. See ya.